And we are back with another episode of Cellar Dwellers. Sean McGeehan here with the boys. We're on episode 11, I think. Not too much of a busy week sports in the sports world. A busy week for us. I did a couple new things. I hit the links for the first time ever. We'll tell that story in a little bit, but we'll start with the, start with you guys as always. What, what was new and exciting in this past week, Kyle? You do you anything different? Are you still working? No, I, this week I really didn't do anything. Like I just worked, but I was pretty much just playing PlayStation all. Your haircut's growing in nicely. Yeah, yeah, my hair usually grows in pretty quick, so that's why I like wasn't too worried about it. But it's still a little shorter than I wanted. Well, the quarantine cut, no one's going to see it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get mine cut soon. What's the 24th it is? When we're recording this, I'm pretty sure I got mine coming up. I'm excited. Pat, how about you? Anything new? Pat, you were out golfing with me. How would I do? You tell a story of how I did. (laughs) All right. Well, at first it was pretty bad. Like, you couldn't hit it more than probably 20 feet. Yeah, it wasn't doing too hot. My first time ever, though. Yeah, it was your first time ever. As the round moved on, like, got got better. You started hitting a couple good shots, like a couple good uh, – you were hitting that – that was at the hybrid? Yeah. You are hitting the hybrid, like, not not too bad. And then uh, then we got to this par three. It was, like, a huge downhill par three. And um, probably about 165 yards, you'd say, right? Yeah, that's about 165 yards. I think you took a seven iron. Well, no, no, I didn't have a seven iron in the thing. Okay, so you didn't have a seven iron, so you had to take a six iron. Yeah. And overshot the hole, but it was straight on. It overshot the hole, straight on shot. Like, But the shot itself was like a perfect golf swing. Golf swing. Oh. I don't think you had one of those in the rest of the round, but no. that one shot was like a perfect golf swing. Hits on the back, back side of the uh, green. The green in some like pretty deep rough. <laughs> and... I don't know why, but for some reason you uh, decided not to chip it. No, no I and didn't. you just you kind of just like chipped it with your putter, <laughs> and it rolls out. Golfers and everywhere are cringing right now. Rolls out, hits the hits the pin and hits like the thing at the bottom. And since like you know it's COVID COVID rules, there's they've got those things in the bottom of the pin. Hit the thing, popped out. Whole, uh, birdie. Yep, birdie. First round of wow. golf. First round ever to birdie. Damn, dude. I was proud because, like Pat said, dude, I was hardly hitting them. But I wasn't losing, like, any balls. I maybe no. lost, like, I maybe lost, like, three on the day. But up until that point, I hadn't lost a ball. And I thought I was going to lose one every hole. And I was doing good. But then I was getting frustrated because I wasn't really hitting the ball. And it was just getting annoying. And I think I had taken, like, like, I had hit a crappy shot in the previous hole after I got it off the tee. And I was just like, all right, I'm not even sure I'm going to hit it off the tee this round. Like, this is just getting annoying. I'm, I'm getting chunking up grass and turf every single every single time I'm hitting it off the tee. And then Pat and Pat were like, no, go ahead and go ahead and do it. So they, were, what did you use the seven iron right off that hole? Seven iron. Yeah, yeah, Pat and Pat used the seven iron, but I didn't have one, so I had to use my sixth. And I just whacked it. It was so perfect. <laughs> and going in, it, I was like, I, I couldn't even follow. I was like, I don't even know where it went because I was looking to the left and to the right per the previous holes and they're like dude it's going straight for the green straight for the green i was like what and it bounced right on the green but it was literally right behind the uh the hole it bounced right behind the hole and i was and they're like uh i think it was gallagher that said if you would have gotten a hole in one there i would have never played golf again because it was my first game of golf 
Yeah, it took me like years just to get my first birdie in golf. You get yeah. one on your first day. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. But then it bounced into the rough, like Pat said, and I was like, dude, I don't feel like hitting this on the – I don't feel like bringing out the wedges, the irons. Or <laughs> See, you had, a, you had a chance for like not even birdie. You had a chance for par probably. Yeah, maybe par. Usually, usually when you're off the green, like on a yeah. par three, you're thinking like, all right, chip it close and then put like tap it in. Yeah, and I was but, just like, I was just, like, I'm not taking you it. Decided you were too lazy to, to chip it until <laughs> so you took the putter out and made birdie. <laughs> yeah, I, I just whacked the ball real hard with the putter, and it was a perfect putt. Perfect putt. It was the ultimate putt-putt shot. I will say that was a terrible day to go out for your first day because it was blistering hot. Oh, it was bleeding hot. We, we got like – well, we probably quit after 14 holes. Well, yeah, we played 14, and the course we played was like uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill, so it was – terrible for walking on a day like that oh you walked yeah, yeah. Well, we have to oh, okay so we started was, caddying uh, yeah we started caddying oh it was at that course yeah, yeah. okay okay so we started caddying just to make some extra money so the caddies can golf for free on mondays so i was like all right let, let's mm-hmm. let's start this golf thing up you guys all do it I'll, I'll give it a go here and that's how that that's how that happened so i think i'm gonna go out on most mondays now just got to hit up the caddy master and reserve my tea time. <laughs> How about you, Zambi? What, what's new and exciting, man? Nothing? You hit the, you hit the links at all? You bit, you're busy, I'm sure. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I was out. You playing all right? Yeah, I'm playing pretty good. All right, we got to get Maxi out there. Our, our good buddy, John Maxi. You guys have heard his <laughs> name on this podcast many times now. Wanted to get him out and, and uh, teach him some golf. Sammy, so were we – was it confirmed we were playing with undercover Carson Wentz? <laughs> yeah, that dude looked just like him from certain angles. But then he started talking, and I was yeah. like, there's no way this guy's Carson Wentz. So we, this guy, like, was playing behind us on Friday, and uh, he's, like, red – I guess, like, red hair, like, red beard. And um, it was – Same slow, exact so was, size as Carson Wentz. Like, same as exact assume, size, dude. probably. Like, probably 6'4". Like, Tall guy. 30. I don't know how heavy – Anyway, he starts playing with us because it was slow. And uh, from the side, like, if you looked at him, like, you're like, wait, is Carson Wentz playing with us right now? Like, <laughs> It was the Wentz doppelganger. Yeah, it was. We yeah, should go back to that course. And, uh, did, you should, did you ask him? Do you, like, do you get the, like, if I saw him, I would have been like, you know you look exactly like Carson Wentz. You have to get that all the time. Once we uh, remembered we paid $24 to play there, we figured it wasn't Carson Wentz because he would be <laughs> out there kicking it around with three random like scumbags on a Friday night when he just had a newborn. <laughs> you think Wentz even golfs? He's like a hunter. He may be. Nah, he, he hunts. I don't think he golfs. He doesn't yeah. seem like a golfer yeah, to me. Pal. Yeah, he, he's either hunting or fishing. Or I'm sure he, do, he does like a golf outing or two a year, but yeah. that's it. I feel like yeah, he but he's not like golf. an avid golfer. I feel like he doesn't golf, but when he does, he's sick for no reason. Like, like he just gets out there and he's like, oh, that's pretty nice. Pretty nice shot. And everyone's like, fuck you, dude. He probably has a decent looking swing because he played baseball. And he's he has – I mean, oh, you, you just have to be coordinated. And Carson Wentz played baseball? Yeah, in high school. How come I didn't know that? I'm sure I don't know that either. He's a shortstop, dog. Oh, wow. What a start. He also probably went to a high school with nine boys. That's <laughs> right. So. Dakota. Yeah, if you're the, the athlete. Yeah, it's like half the state of North Dakota. <laughs> All right, that ba- baseball transition is perfect because we have big updates now, finally, with the MLB. Kyle and Nick, I always let you guys take control of this. If you guys, whoever wants to take over, give the update on the MLB, what's going on here. Kyle, I guess we'll go. Oh, ahead. you got it. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Baseball's back. The 60-game season 
Um, yeah, no I mean, fans in the stands, of course, right? Yeah, I, I actually don't know. I don't know I, if I, saw, I, saw that, no, I, I don't know no if that's fans. official or not. But I saw no fans. I, I would mean, assume, yeah. Yeah, and then the final, I guess they gave up. They the players wanted seventy games. I think we were saying last week, but they settled with the sixty. Yeah, I guess I don't know how it worked. I guess the commissioner just like can override, like executive order it and just say no, we're on sixty games. That's final. So that's what that that's what happened. I don't think the players are too upset about it. I haven't seen like a lot of backlash. So is July July first is the date that they report to camp. Yeah, and July first is spring training, and then that's like two or three weeks. And, and then, then July twenty ninth, I think. Oh, July twenty. Okay, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, I'm excited for that. Now I saw this thing. Oh, I, I hope I took it down in the notes. Oh, I did. I did here. So there's only 60 games, obviously, like we just said. After 60 games last season, the Philadelphia Phillies would have been second place in the NL. So we are talking about this, man. We get the Phillies might have a good shot here. Now with the, we have the asterisks. We have the asterisks for the season. But I think I would still take the ring. I'd take the ring anyway if the Phillies could get it. I saw the, the they were predicted uh, by fan graphics, the one we referenced that also posts NHL odds for the Stanley Cup, and it said the Phillies would go 31-31. and 31. And oh. that's the most Phillies record of all time. Of course. Um, Didn't they go like something like 500 last season? Or I think they were like uh, Pretty close. 81 and 81 maybe. Yeah. Why is that though? Didn't they get better this year? Like, haven't they added uh, some guys that are pretty good? Well, they got Joe Girardi coming in at manager. Which Kyle, Kyle were you a don't matter guy? Who was a Kapler guy? Oh, I was. You both were. You <laughs> both were Kapler guys. Okay. But I mean, I honestly don't think the manager really makes a difference. I, I, I think you could have Joe Girardi come in, and if your pitching still stinks, you're going to stink too. Who do you bring in though? Like uh, this this oh they got Gregorius. Zach yeah. Zach Wheeler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Wheeler's a starting pitcher, yeah. We just didn't yeah. do anything to our bullpen. Which isn't good. Yeah, but also it's a shortened season, so hopefully not as many injuries happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, who knows? It, just, it really depends on the bullpen with the Phillies this year. I like that name, Gregorius. Sir Didi Gregorius, yeah. he's a Sounds like a good player. Gregorius. He's a Sounds like a good player. Amsterdam. Is he knighted? Is he's he knighted? Knight. He's knighted. He's knighted. Oh, wow. Sir Didi. Didi. It's our shortstop. Sir Didi Gregorius. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Now, now, well, where should, wait, where is Segura moving to second or Kenry? Third. Okay. Kenry yeah. will play second. playing second. Okay. All right. So it's going to be the second baseman for the next a while. Eight years. Yeah. Well, some rearranging of the Phillies infield that might not be a bad thing. And then maybe we get uh, Reese Hoskins off because the new designator hitter rule. We talked about this. It says, I have this in the notes here too. I believe it's two years. They're going to keep everyone, every league, and until the new CBA is up. It says here. Here's the rule. I'll read Major League Baseball statement. Um, well, I guess the, some bullet points. This is universal DH for two years, a guaranteed twenty, a guaranteed twenty-five million in playoff pools in twenty twenty, thirty-three million in forgiven salary advances that would increase the take-home pay of sixty-one percent of major league players, overall earnings for players of a hundred and four percent of prorated salary, and over the last two days, the MLB agreed to remove expanded postseason in 2021 in order to address player concerns. So I guess everyone's happy. I guess everyone's happy. The bank will be rocking again. You know what I wonder? If they're going to ring the bell after the home runs. Yeah, they will. 
Yeah, oh, I think yeah. so. You think after so? Home runs after wins, yeah. Uh, just for like the the TV, you think they'll probably just go to the bell because you're only allowed to have a certain amount of people in the stadium, you know. And I'm not sure who runs, the, mm-hmm. who controls the bell or whatever. But like even the Philly fanatic, he's not allowed on the dugout. He's not allowed on the field. <laughs> he's not allowed. He's not allowed on his. They should wheel. put a mask on him. They probably will, dude. They're, the Philly oh, fan, yeah. fanatic. He's a creative guy. That fanatic. <laughs> Philly fanatic's very creative, but he's not allowed to. Do, he pretty much has to stay in the stands the entire game. Which well, he's got a lot of room to work with, so yeah, <laughs> it'll get creative. This may be a dumb question, but I'm assuming uh, McCutcheon is just out. No, he's, I think he's pretty close to being no, back. He, what was this, an ACL he's tear? There? It's crazy yeah. I didn't say, like, oh, just an ACL tear now. Yeah, no. Everyone can uh, he just has less than a year in recovery. He yeah. was hitting at spring training, and okay. that was a couple months ago, so I think he should be good to go. Okay. Oh, I don't know where Corey Dickerson's at, but I want yeah, that guy he, back. Uh, what's the big prediction for the Phillies? If you had to go 60 games – or yeah, we got 60 games. What's the final record here? Now, like I said, last year, 60 games, they were 35-27. and 27. What's the prediction now for this season? We'll start with the two baseball boys down there. I don't know. Our schedule's tough. We play the NL East and AL East, like, most of the time. Right. They're both, like, really good divisions. So, I wouldn't be surprised, like, around – yeah, the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, but honestly, probably around like five hundred. I'll say thirty. Was it sixty games? Mm-hmm. Thirty. I'll say thirty-four and that twenty-six. 26 yeah, yeah thirty-four and twenty-six. Okay. Uh, I don't mean I don't want to be that guy. I'll do thirty-three and twenty-seven. I'm gonna do it. Thirty-three and twenty-seven. So I think I, right I, around the same. I don't think I should even give a score, honestly. I barely watched the Phillies. <laughs> uh, I, was going I was ballparking, ballparking off what the, uh, they went and what they did. I'll go, third, I'll, I'll go 500. They're going to go 500. Okay. Wow. 30 and 30, huh? Yep. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I want to see – There's, I mean, now there seems to be a bunch of – transitioning into the NBA. Now there actually seems to be some question marks with the NBA because Orlando and Florida, That's or they're supposed to play in Orlando, Florida. But now Florida's COVID numbers have gone through the roof. They've skyrocketed. And I w- apparently they're going back into, like, lockdown. So, And I don't know if they're going to play or what because, of course, they have the other stuff going on. So it seems like there's a lot of drama around this NBA season – I, I suspect they will play, but I think it'll be a, probably more work than I had originally thought. I saw something. Let me bring it up right here. Inside the bubble. So this is almost like the MLB Biodome, right? Or UFC Fight Island, where the NBA is inside this quote-unquote bubble. This is according to ESPN on first take. So players have until June 24th to inform their teams whether or not they plan to participate. They will be regularly tested for COVID-19. And if you test positive, you have to isolate from the team hotel for 14 days and pass a cardiac test to return. If leaving the bubble, you must quarantine four to 10 days, depending on the reason for departure. Teams allowed up to 37 personnel in Orlando. So that would be surely crazy. I have no idea what's going on with that. But the reason I brought up the NBA is uh, the free agent talk, right? Now there's a bunch of couple, uh, free agents – Teams are allowed to sign agents, free agents now. And there's a couple names that are on the board. I sent them to you guys. Kyle, you had one already in mind. Just mm-hmm. uh, who do you want the Sixers to grab? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? No, no. Let's we'll wait for that. We'll wait for that. We'll talk J.R. Smith. <laughs> he, of course, went to the Lakers. You could have nearly predicted this. 
because he just follows LeBron around. I swear, like, there's a couple guys that just follow LeBron around everywhere. Who was the one guy? Uh, Joe. Uh, the, he used to shoot three pointers. Damn, how am I? James Jones. James yeah. Jones. Yeah. James Mike Miller. Mike, yeah, James yeah, Jones Miller. and Mike Miller. They follow LeBron out everywhere. They ride on his coattails their whole career, man. And now J.R. Smith is doing the same. I don't understand um, that signing at all. Why? What? What? Boy. Perfect. J.R. Smith's a certified bucket, bro. J.R. and LeBron back together. I mean, he's not now. He was. No, he is. He'll get them some buckets, bro. He can still score. Yeah, he can still shoot. The thing is, the thing is, they lost Avery Bradley. I don't think I'd, I really wouldn't want him on my team right now because he's not a guy. It's just like here, like you just dish him the ball and like he's going to be consistently getting like like spot up or not spot up. Um, yeah, no, he's gonna, shoot threes. Yeah. That's he's, what you need. Like that's LeBron's Larry the point guard, and he needs a bunch of guys that can just catch the ball and shoot. And I don't think Jared Smith can do that anymore. Jared can do that. Jared yeah, can shoot. He, I think he can that. shoot from anywhere. I would thing. only want him on my team if I also had LeBron on my team. Yeah, it's true. I think, he, yeah. I think <laughs> LeBron yeah. elevates him so much. Yeah. I think you guys are nostalgic. I think it just makes him way more confident. Like, I mean, it would make anybody more confident. If you're out there with LeBron, you know he's going to find you when you're open. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to miss. You don't want to piss him off. I mean, he already – He's on a short leash with him at this point, I'm sure, after that. From the finals. Uh, dribble out the clock. Yeah. Jared Smith is always so fun to watch, too. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He'll have a wide-open three, hold it for five seconds, wait for three people to be in his face, and then just drain the, it. It's the greatest thing in the world. He's yeah. the Jameis Winston of the NBA. It's like, yeah. good or bad, you just can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah. It's so entertaining. J.R. Smith now is very streaky. I'll give Pat that. Like, when he was playing in Cleveland and stuff like that, he was so streaky. But when he's on, dude, he won't miss. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing is, they lose Avery Bradley. He's sitting out for whatever reason. I'm not sure if it's because of COVID or because of the um, race stuff going on. But what they're losing in defense with Avery Bradley – they're gaining in, in buckets with J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith's a certified bucket. I what think you guys are, are really overestimating how good he is. <laughs> oh, you like, know what I'm starting to think, Pat? Dude, is he to... like 40? Isn't he like 40? No, he's not 40. He's pretty no, he's old. Like, he's, he's, he's pretty, pretty old, old, but he's not that old. He's you know what I'm starting Crawford's to think, Pat? 40. Oh, yeah, but we'll get but to Jamal, Jamal Crawford. We'll get to Jamal Crawford in a second because that, that that's what I Dude, was. I would take Jamal Crawford over J.R. Smith. Absolutely. Jamal J.R. Smith's 34, bro. He's 34. I don't care. I take 40-year-old Jamal Crawford over J.R. Smith. Wow. Oh, I started to think you're very pessimistic, man. You're He's pessimistic. unintentionally Skip Bayless. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're the unintentional Skip Bayless. I bet, you if you looked, I bet you if you looked at their stats from the last season, they played a full season. Jamal Crawford had a better season. Okay, well, I want to look that up. We'll, we'll do the side-by-side like we did on Twitter with LaMelo and Lonzo. I'll do the same thing. I'll make a little graphic on who had a better last now, season. I'm not talking about like they played like five games and then they went to – Right, a full season, full season. But let's move to another certified bucket, Jamal Crawford. Kyle, that was your guy that you wanted on the Sixers. I think I would agree with you there, right? So out of the names, well, you just give me a reason why you want Jamal on the Sixers. Because he's so fun to watch too. His mixtape might be the greatest like hoops mixtape of all time. And, if and you go there's no reason he it. shouldn't be in the NBA right now. No, he's still good. Like I don't get it. Just because he's really old or something, or maybe he just wants a shit ton of money, and we don't know about that. But he's fucking good. Yeah, and like I think it probably is just because he's old. That has to be it. Because they can probably get other guys in for cheaper. Jamal Crawford and the players, he got a vet coming in. The Sixers need shooting desperately. And I don't think Jamal's really like a 
spot up shooter per se. No. Again, he's he's a bucket. And that's what well, he just he'll bucket. create space for himself to get a bucket, and it's that's what the Sixers need someone. I guess another person that can do that. Now I think I'd rather have someone else. It was Joe Joe Johnson, CBS. So Joe, yeah, I so Joe. I think he probably could shoot a little bit better than Jamal from range right now. And he was waived by Detroit on October 21st, one day before the season began. So he hasn't played this season at all. But in the big three, though, he was like sick in that, wasn't he? He was like the MVP of that, I think. He almost got signed. Yeah, he was MVP uh, of the big three. That's right. At the beginning of this year, he almost got signed by by like a couple teams and then no one picked up. I think actually Detroit signed him for a little bit. No, that's what I said. Yeah, he got dropped. You said that. Yeah, he just got dropped a, the day before the season began. So he was in Detroit. Okay, yeah. And then they, they got rid of him. I think the Sixers are looking at him. They should look at him. They need a shooter. And he's a, he's another guy. He's just, he can score. And the six, that's really what the Sixers need. They've been looking, for, I feel, for a scorer for years. Not an Embiid scorer on the paint. Like someone who will create their own shot. You know, I, I have my things with Embiid. My quarrels with him with his health and his stamina and yada, yada, yada. And game shape. But... That dude's a monster on the block, right? Best center Ooh. in the league in my mind by far. But we need a score. Gerald Green. I just looked up. He's available. Yeah, he is available. But back to I my like Embiid point. Back to my Embiid point real quick. He's a beast offensively and defensively, but it's not like he can bring him out to the top of the key and him, he's going to get his own shot and create space for other people. That's what the Sixers, I think, really need that and some spot-up shooters. And you just said one spot-up shooter, Pat, Gerald Green. He's great to come in. Anthony Tolliver is available. Oh, dude, that guy drains threes, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Alan Crabb's available, who the Sixers were actually after a couple years ago, if you remember that. And when I I think he ended up going to Portland or stayed in Portland. Ryan Anderson's available. So there's a couple shooters and then point guards, which I don't really think we'll go after. Isaiah Thomas, Tyler Johnson, and we got rid of Trey Burke, so we're obviously not getting him. But there's some definitely some big names. I would look. I would look at names like Alan Crabb. I think the Sixers are going to go after Gerald Green and Jamal Crawford. Perhaps I don't know why. I, don't, I just feel like Joe Johnson. I Joe Johnson and Jamal Crawford are the ones I think I'd want the most, but the ones I think are least likely to come to, to Philly. I think uh, we need to go hard after that Bertans dude. Oh yeah, in yeah. free agency, his contract's up after the season. He's a fucking beast, dude. He shoots the <laughs> shit out of the ball. You know who else is available? Amon Shumpert's available, which I think – well, yeah, I'm not sure if I should. Uh, Swaggy, Swaggy P. Swaggy P. Swaggy P. Swaggy P is available. One, one more, and one more is like, <laughs> you, when, you, you won't take J.R. Smith, but you'll take Swaggy P. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, man. Swaggy P is basically like a lesser skilled version of J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is just fried all the time. Like he, and Swaggy P, is it? you kidding me? Uh, yeah, he's say. like a little <laughs> bit less fried. What are you, Richard Nixon? No, he's like a little bit less fried. <laughs> what are you, Richard Nixon? <laughs> no, I'm Stephen A. Smith. You stay off the weed. Anyway, uh, now that we have to get off this, not get off this topic, but uh, Lance Stevenson's another name available. Make him dance, Lance. That'd be a great guy for the Sixers. Come on. I feel like that's one of those guys. I, I, I've i never really liked watching Lance because I'm the LeBron. I love LeBron. LeBron's my guy. And he always pisses LeBron off. But if you had Lance Stevenson on the Sixers and he was doing that to LeBron, oh, I would love it. 
I would if, love it. If we get him and Embiid's back on his like trolling bullshit, that could be oh. the greatest, the most entertaining combo in NBA history. And we bring back Corey Brewer. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that was awesome. And we have Mike Scott too. You know, Mike Scott's not putting up with any of that kind of like stuff on the court. We have Make Him Dance, Lance, Mike Scott, MB, bro. Oh my God, Corey Brewer. Oh, that'd be a fun team to watch. That'd be a fun team to watch. There was a team a couple years ago that was really fun. I think it was like the, when we had like Marco Bellinelli I, and Dario Saric. That, yeah. that was a, that was one of the most fun Sixers teams. So fun to watch. That, and then lately they've just come in like – so I feel like they've been predictable. Like when I watched – They just that, get you angry. Yeah, you can predict totally that. Like we played decent against Boston this year. But like last year when we watched the Boston games, it was like watching the same game over and mm-hmm. over and over again, bro. I couldn't stand it. Yeah. I could not stand it. Remember when we had Bellinelli that year, what was that lineup we would run? It was Ben, Dario. I was small ball. Yeah. Bellinelli. J- Bellinelli, JJ. And who was the fifth? It wasn't Embiid. No. It was, uh, it was, oh, uh, was it uh, oh, Silva? Yeah, it was really so. Ersan, yeah, yeah. Oh, I miss Ersan. Yeah. That was yeah. the that ultimate was charge was taker. Australian. Yeah. Croatian, Italian. Yeah. The Euro. The Euros. What's the Euro Where's Ersan from? Turkey, I think. Turkey? No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't know. Wait, Ersan Ilyasova? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yugoslavia? No, I don't know. I'm going to go real quick. He's some, somewhere in Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm going to Google it real quick while we do this. Here's sound yeah, Turkey. I was right. I was right. There you go. Turkey. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that was a fun lineup to watch, even though they couldn't defend anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, they crazy. couldn't stay in front of anybody. They could have went to a JV high school practice, and Ben would have been the only one. that uh, Ersan would have taken a few charges. Oh, no. He would have taken every charge, dude. That dude feared no man coming down the lane. You could have, like, could have Shaq running down the lane, and Ersan's not moving a muscle. Ersan's eating it. Yeah. <laughs> he must have, like, a chest made of steel or iron or something because he would just take charges all the time and now when he's on the bucks now right it's kind of sad because the bucks are like our biggest threat obviously uh everyone's biggest threat and watching him take charge for them and like helping them it drives me nuts it drives me nuts like come on air son that was us i feel like he's cheating on us with milwaukee but he's been all around the league, so I guess I can't really can't really. He's see. been like he's been good his whole career. He just never found a team that like wanted to keep him ever. He's never oh, been like, a bad player. He ends up playing for good teams, and then at once the end of the year hits and they have to pay like one of their younger guys or something, they're like, "All right, see son. And then he goes <laughs> to a shitty team in free agency, and then they yeah. deal him at the deadline because he's playing well and they can get a pick for him. Yeah, and then the cycle continues. Dude's a suitcase. <laughs> we need to make the Irsan circle. That's exactly – he has a never-ending circle. It just keeps on happening over Did and you over. Ever, and you ever see that game? I think it's a game about Kevin Bacon. And it's, it's like how everybody is, like, closely connected to Kevin Bacon in some way that's in a movie. <laughs> I have seen that, yeah. That's like Irsan with professional basketball players, I think. If you found a professional <laughs> basketball player, there's like two degrees of separation from them and Ursan Eliasova. Yeah, yeah. It's like like that stat, like the past every single finals since like nineteen ninety nine was played with Shaq. Him and Shaq are the guys that everyone has played with. <laughs> if you haven't played with Irsan or Shaq, like you did not really make it. <laughs> Irsan and Shaq, that's the top tier you're looking for. Although hey, I, has Irsan even ever made the NBA finals? Uh I think so. 
I don't think he has. Mm. He'll get yeah. there. He might get he there. He would have last year, but the Bucks choked so bad. Yeah. I, I swear to God that was luck. You think? Yeah, I do. Cause Let's talk about that. I, went, I, I was looking at – I was actually looking at the, the Toronto Raptors uh, Buck series last year, um, looking at the stats and stuff. And, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi was a beast during the entire uh, the p- entire playoff run. But, like, what was it that, that happened to them? Like, how, how did they stop Giannis and that Bucks team that was basically, it was basically the same team this year, right? Basically the same team that they are this year. Essentially. Yeah. And I don't think that they're better. The Bucks, you mean? Yeah, uh, Toronto. I don't think Toronto was a better team. <sighs> That's real tough to say. You think? I, I think Kawhi. I think Kawhi's better than Giannis all around. Kawhi when he's really? on. Yeah, I think he is. I think Kawhi. <sighs> I think he was. He was probably during the he, playoffs. Then, I, but, I only but, say that because he can shoot, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, only yeah. saying that because he can shoot. Now, of course, dominance-wise, Giannis puts up ridiculous numbers, right? There's no doubting that or denying that. You probably look statistically like the pro- and probably would actually lean towards Giannis. If you just look at the hard numbers like points and rebounds and stuff. But Giannis's impact, or excuse me, Kawhi's on defense. He's he's the probably the best defender in the league, right? And then he's he's a mid range bucket. I feel like he pulled up from that mm-hmm. foul line. He did that little elbow pull up jumper, and he never missed it. He can drive in with a lane. He's got some posters in him, and he can shoot as well. Like. Oh man, I, and he just balls, man. He doesn't talk or anything like that. He's Kawhi is just focused on winning. I, I think I would just, I give the slight edge to Kawhi in that. And then they still had Gasol, and they had Lowry, and Siakam really emerged. And then they had a couple good shooters like Van Fleet that that really just kind of took the. And yeah, they, they had a and Danny pieces. Green, right? They had Green. Yeah, they did have Danny Green. Yep. They, the Toronto team was good, but like. Oh man, I like. I feel like the people had so many opportunities to take out Toronto last year, whether it was us or mm-hmm. the or the Bucks. And like looking back on that, I just get heartbroken. Heartbroken. Look at it, dude. That was a Sixers year. I'm just gonna like rattle off their the roster. Like they honored Acupo, Mirtich, who's a good player, Lopez, who drains threes, Middleton is a good player, Bledsoe is good, Brogdon, who's really good, I think, George Hill, good player, Ilyasova, good player. Like basically, their whole lineup was yeah was good. Yeah, Bucks had a deeper team, I think. You, but the thing is, once you get the playoffs, and all yeah, you know, deepness doesn't really matter in the playoffs. That's that's you know, true. Yeah, yeah. So, you go like you go like eight deep in the playoffs, right? So you just got to look at the best eight players, and and the difference is negligible probably between Toronto's eight and uh, Milwaukee's eight last year. Hey, look at that, Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks was on the uh, the Raptors last year. <laughs> How did he sneak in there? So he got a well, ring. Too. I'm glad Jody was, Meeks got a ring. So, so he, Jeremy Lin. So, so him and Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, Lin stole a ring. They yep. stole it. They stole NBA championship. <laughs> hey, him and Jeremy Lin. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I was at a uh, a game when I was like probably like 12 years old. Like at a Celt, like a uh, I think it was Celtics Celtics Sixers game, and there was this guy that would not stop. Like we were in the nosebleeds. So there's no way he's hearing him, but he would not stop yelling at Jody Meeks the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> when he was on the Sixers, dude, he was wet. Yeah, he really yeah. Play. and this He'd is like, what are you doing, Jody? <laughs> Jody. <laughs> I think he just likes saying his name. Is he retired now? Is he still playing? I feel. I, like don't, I think he probably should retire after that. Ring. I feel like, yeah. Once you get the ring, yeah, you just yeah, gotta call it. I mean, Jeremy Lin packed his bags and went to play. Yeah, he went out a champion. Oh, don't get me started, man. Don't get me started. Right, what do you th- back to the original uh, catalyst behind this conversation. 
we got Jamal, Lance, and who else will we want? What do we think? Any last names here? You said – what was the name you wanted, Pat? I forget what you just said. So Gerald um, Green. Uh, anyway. Gerald Green. We may get Gerald Green. That was it, Gerald Green. So, I need – the Sixers need to make a move. I'm not sure what their cap situation is looking like, but I would love for them just to make one move, get, get like a shooter or something, really help us out before the playoffs start. I'm, I'll get real excited for the season to start. I swear, if, the, if something goes wrong with this, and I, I, I feel like I've been so anxious lately over it because everything that can be going wrong this year has gone wrong, and I just feel like something's going to go wrong and stop this season. And Because I swear, I think I saw Florida's going back on lockdown, which would be absolutely terrible. They couldn't play there if they were on lockdown. They'd have to find a new location. Maybe they could do like the Abu Dhabi thing like, like the UFC is doing and just play all the games up there. Or just pick a city in, in like that's not – have blown up or like that didn't open too early. Like uh, the the NHL still doesn't pick their their um their cities and they're going back. Uh, they're starting training camp on the tenth. So after that, then they're gonna probably pick the city. Like why? I don't think you have to pick a city yet. Right? You don't think so? No. Why? Why do you have to? Well, I mean, they only got a couple weeks. Yeah, prepare for it. Yeah, I got. A well, that's weeks. true, but I mean, are they even doing training camp yet? Who? The NBA. I don't believe so. I mean, it's I saw back at the same time as hockey. Like, that's the plan late July. So, if they, as long as they pick yeah, in exactly. the beginning of July, it shouldn't be a big deal. Like, if you have a month almost to prepare, it should right. be good. Yeah, I think just because Orlando's blowing up does not mean that, like, you need to cancel the season. Just move it to Philadelphia. Yeah, well, that would be great. But, well, man, we yeah, they could fly up at Pearson. They have, like, six games yep. going on next exactly. year. Exactly. Look at the perfect courts. They yeah. could play at the the uh, the Palestra too. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be actually pretty sweet. But there's not we couldn't not like we could go. So it's like it's like I'd get all hyped for nothing. All right, everyone. Time for a quick break, as always, to remind you guys that support for Cellar Dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Everyone has a manscaping story, all right? You get nicked, you get cut. It's not a good time, and that's why Manscaped has a redesigned electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent the last 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. And when I tell you this is a premium razor, guys, I mean it's a premium razor. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you take that longer shave if you need it. It's water resistant, so you can use it in the shower. And it has an LED light, which I think is the coolest feature on it, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer more precise trimming there's a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about the charging stand show off that mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by usb and if you're listening to me speak right now i want you to experience this firsthand for yourself trim that junk of yours your balls will thank you get 20 percent off plus free shipping using the code seller dwellers on manscape.com all caps no spaces c-e-l-l-a-r-d-w W-E-L-L-E-R-S. That's 5% from each of us, me, Kyle, Pat, Nick. All want to give you 5%, 20% off, plus free shipping using the code SellerDwellers on Manscaped.com. But now, let's get back to the show. Uh, you did make the good transition, Pat, to hockey. We had to share some, good, share some good news for the Flyers fans out there. Oscar Lindblom returned. 
he had his whole uh, – he was going through cancer and all that. And thank God he's back on the ice skating with the team. That's going to be a real morale booster. I have some sneaky feeling that the Flyers are going to win the Cup. I'm going to mark it yeah. down now. I have some sneaky feeling about this. It just seemed like this. I mean, that's a good – that's a storyline. Sports are all about storylines. That's true. He's not playing this year, though. He's not playing this year. No, yeah, he's not but playing, be, but I bet you he'll be on the bench. Exactly. He'll be on yeah. the bench. In every game, around. you'll see his his flow grow back a little bit more <laughs> and a little bit more. And by the Stanley Cup, he's got the full flow going. And that's just he's like he's like the character Samson. You ever, yeah, you ever I was that story yeah. from the Samson, Bible. Like, We're getting biblical. We're going biblical here. So We're Flyers going biblical. Power. And then so they're the, gonna, <laughs> the Flyers are going biblical, and they're going to win the cup. Their power I, comes from his hair. And once it grows oh back to full full length, they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, well, we congratulations to Oscar Lindblom, man. What a good guy and an inspiration. And we're happy to see that he's back uh, back on the ice with the guys. We've talked about the kind of the return and stuff. But you're right, guys. The storylines the story are always seem to be there in sports. It, like the Cubs, they hadn't won in 100 years or whatever it was. And it seemed like that year they were winning. Eagles hadn't won the Super Bowl ever they had the championships and they never won the super bowl and that year when they were playing well it seemed like it was destiny i'm not sure how you guys felt that eagle season but like about halfway through i was like "Ooh, this is it this this could happen this year and then Wentz went down i was like no not this couldn't happen and then when Foles started to play well i was like oh no this this is destiny <laughs> it's destiny and I, for some reason i have a sneaky i didn't watch the flyers as much as i watched the eagles but the games i did watch the flyers i was like oh, oh we might have a shot here I have a shot here, boys. So maybe uh, Oscar brings them some good juju, and that'd be a, that'd be a great storyline for the Flyers. But is there any other news in the world of hockey, Nick and Pat? Um, I saw it's probably going to be Vegas and Vancouver for the Hubs. <laughs> Vancouver. I yeah, understand Pittsburgh. Vegas. I was wrong about Pittsburgh. So they were waiting for Columbus, Ohio, to uh, see how they were doing, and they're not doing great. So I, I think they're out. And then I saw that it's looking like Vegas and Vancouver. So, not that it matters. Yeah, they just don't do really it. Need to know yet. I mean, so the Flyers would play in Vancouver then, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. It depends. They might make the West play in Vancouver, so then the Vegas don't Vegas doesn't have any advantage. Oh, just do it in mm. the uh, do it in the small Canadian towns. Yeah, like, like it's anything. Like accommodation issues. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's, that might be smart though, Nick. You did bring up like if it was in Vegas, obviously, like you said, the it doesn't take too long to get used to the ice, and if there's no fans, it's no big deal. But you have the comfort of sleeping in your own bed and stuff. Maybe it would be more fair if everyone was sleeping in a hotel. Get Vegas, have Vegas play up in Vancouver, and well, I guess well, I guess we'll all figure it out in the coming weeks, I suppose, right? But Pat, uh, Nick, that's that's all the hockey news we got. I want to make sure we kind of touch on everything. Also heard some rumors that uh, Nolan Patrick may be available for the playoffs. So and dogs, you guys hear my dogs barking right now? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but they're good. Yeah, these yeah. dogs, man. They're, I, I call them the C plus dogs, man. Keep going. Keep, that give them a C plus grade. Sorry, go ahead, Pat, uh, Nick. You were saying something. Now he's been out with like, uh, he just has this crazy. Like he gets like crazy migraines and shit. So I don't know what the like what it's called, but he didn't play at all this year. Who was this? I totally wasn't listening. Nolan Patrick. Oh, oh, like you know, I saw that. I think I did see that. Yeah, so he might be available. I don't think they're like. I I think he's a good guy to have. In case injuries happen, but I don't think they're going to just put him in. Maybe they'll try him in the yeah. round robin if he's ready. And if he plays well, then they'll take out like Nate Thompson. 
move Derek Grant to the fourth line. But uh, I, I would think they're going to stick with what they were running before. I think this is uh, Vigneault's first season too, right? That's another good little part of the storyline. First-year head coach comes in, saves a franchise that was like stuck in limbo for a while. Yeah. That'd be, and the Flyers are back. The Broad Street Bullies are back. He's gonna. Uh, he's probably going to win the Jack Adams, which is the best coach of the year. Of the year yeah. He should. I mean, considering where we were and for the past – like a 500 team turned yeah. into We had 12 like, more points in last season and like 17 less games. Exactly. That's that's kind of that's just say that's just say it all right there. We already eclipsed last season's point total and however many less games. So, he I think he should win it. Wasn't he like a winner by far? Like he was I think he should win it by far. Like should he win uh, it? Now there's a couple other guys like the Penguins coach might get it because they had a lot of injuries. I don't know. There was another team but I can't remember. All right. Well, hopefully that hopefully he gets it. I mean, he's deserving, but it would be good yeah, to see the home. It's good to see the Philly guy get it as always. Uh, let's see this. I saw again. We're sticking with the COVID stuff. I mean, we have to kind of put a twist onto this every time. Every time we talk about it, every week. If you were an athlete in the NCAA, we'll stick with like football and basketball, I guess. Right, the big two. Would you play? Is pretty much the question. I'm not sure how this works with like the eligibility and stuff. Say a guy, if you're Trevor Lawrence or something. And this is like your year where you can go to the draft. If you're not playing in front of fans and you're not playing, like that's part of the thrill of the college football, right? The environment, like a Penn State, like a Beaver Stadium, and they have 100,000 people there. And you're playing with those roaring fans. It's a whiteout down in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, whatever. There's something about like playing in front of the fans that really makes that college football experience special. And if you're a guy like Trevor Lawrence and you're pretty much already locked in like as a top pick in the draft, would you even want to play this season? Or I'm not sure would that even would that affect his draft eligibility if he doesn't play this season? Or am I, I probably no, I don't think I don't, it, think, I don't think I explained that. No, well I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it would affect it. So you think he could sit out and still get drafted? That's what I would. Yeah, think. yeah. I mean, because if dudes get suspended or just just choose to sit out, like uh, didn't did the kid for uh, the I'm forgetting his name, the Redskins draft pick, did he oh, get Chase hurt? Young. Yeah, he got hurt, right? Or he gets yeah, well, he, he did sit out a while. He sat out – I think he sat out to the bowl game or something. Or not the bowl game, but late, later in the season. It was a big game that he came back for. I think it was a Michigan game or Ohio State game or something. I know. He played for Ohio State. I think it was a Michigan game. I think it was the Michigan game. But, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I don't think it would affect eligibility, especially with all this going on, I think. Right. Good to go. Right. I, I mean, I think it's, it's it, a g- guy like him who is no doubt number one. Well, top pick, it. right? Yeah, top pick for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he's if unless a team that gets number one pick doesn't need a quarterback, he's probably gonna be the number one pick. Right, and that's what I was saying. He would be number one pick if he came out this year. Sure, and that's why I was saying. If you were a guy like him, I I don't think I would play. I really don't think I would play. And it's not like not to be. It wouldn't be be just because like I'm being lazy. It'd be because I don't want to get risk of injury if I'm not playing for fans or anything like that. And he already won a national championship. Right. Exactly. Did he win a Heisman? No, he hasn't won the Heisman. No, uh, maybe that maybe he plays and, uh, if he's really competitive. I think that's a dumb move, but I think <laughs> that's the only reason he would play is if he's obsessed with winning a Heisman. It's gonna be so weird watching certain like watching sports come back with no fans. I think it's gonna be really. We've seen a couple of things, right? It's been UFC and NASCAR. Those have been the two back. And I've watched UFC, but I'm used to watching. There's plenty of UFC fights that go on with no fans, right? It's like all the entire undercard pretty much has no fans. A lot of like combat sport events, so that's kind of used to it. But I feel like once football comes back or basketball comes back and hockey comes back, 
if you see no fans in the stands, like, it's going to be so weird. Like for hockey, for hockey, for instance, like when you score a goal on your home ice and you, the big siren goes off and like when the other team scores, it's really not, the siren doesn't go off, right? It's just a red light. Are they going to do the red siren if you still score on your home ice? Or like, yeah, it's not yeah, gonna be on, you're not going to be on your home ice though. You see what I'm saying? So does everyone get the horn? I think I think both teams get the siren now. I think, okay. I think that's, that's the deal. That's what I was saying. I mean, I don't know what the deal, the deal is, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do. Okay. But it's going to be so weird. Like, and I feel like football, I think, was it Deshaun Jackson who said everyone should be mic'd up? Yeah, yeah they should. They, they should do it for every sport. Mic them all up. Yep, they need to have mic people up. Mm. I, I would love to hear LeBron or something mic'd up. I would pay extra to yeah. listen to games with players uncensored mic'd up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uncensored would be great. Yeah, that was just yeah, an extra be... channel for every sport, and it was I would pay whatever to watch football and hockey games mic'd up. Think of, like, all the explicit – like, you know, they have the mic'd up things, like, every once in a while. Imagine how much they have to edit out because they're probably, like, all explicit and stuff like that for TV. I would love to hear them all mic'd up, like just full force trash talk and the stuff like that. I would love to hear that. What a great idea. We might be onto something here. Apparently when Kevin Hayes uh, is mic'd up, he talks shit to the guys in the trailer that are, they can like listen, hear what he's saying. <laughs> he'll, just, like, he'll just be like talking to them throughout the game. Be like, watch this. And like, come do shit. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go here. Oh. Uh, well, I just cut everyone off there because I had a I had brought up Twitter. Is there anything else you wanted to say on that? Well, we actually I, was, didn't, I never even had the conversation. We didn't even have the conversation. Did you got what do you guys play? Pat and Kyle, I guess we'll start with you. I know Zambi said a little bit. Um, I probably would play if I wasn't going. If I didn't think I was getting drafted, that's that's my whole. That's it. That's all I want to say. If you didn't think you were getting drafted? If I didn't think I was going to get drafted, I'd definitely play. If I thought I was getting drafted, I'm not playing. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of guys. I uh, you, might have got, you guys may have just heard it, overheard on the mic. I had Twitter up because it was Colin Cowherd. He had like a tier system for college football, and it was like Alabama, Oklahoma, USC were like the top tier, and then a bunch of other – and then tier two was like Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan, yada, yada, like those types of teams. If you're a team like, like a Temple, a Temple's – there's a couple guys that get drafted into the league by Temple every year lately, but it's never a guarantee, right? Especially when you're not a huge program. If you're at a huge program, like those top two tiers, there's going to be a lot yeah. more eyes on you. If you were like a Temple athlete and there's not so many eyes on you all the time, this might be your chance where a lot of people are going to be at their TVs to go out and show what you're worth, right? So I think it's going to depend on situation by situation. You know, I would, I would not be surprised if there's a lot of guys that sit out because we see it every year I, with the bowl games, right? Like now that you say that, dude. Now that you say that, I changed my mind. Okay, good. I'm I changed glad. my mind. I think I think everyone should play because think about think about like a team like Clemson. Even them, they have a bunch of guys in their team that that probably are on the bubble. Are are on the bubble, right? As as every every other team has. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, there's a lot of guys on F- offense that might look a lot worse. So he's kind of got a little like a. You know, yeah. a little we'll guilt. Trevor Lawrence here a little bit. A little guilt know, trip, you know. Yeah. That, like, if he doesn't play, he might fuck those guys over for their chance to get in the NFL. Right. I guess that makes sense. You know? Because yeah, then the, for him too. what if the backup comes in and he's, like, some scrub? And then, like, your receivers aren't getting good passes. Like, your O-line looks like shit because uh, he's taking too much time to throw the ball. You know? Sure. Yeah. I, know. I mean, okay. I think they – like, didn't Jalen Rieger's quarterback suck? He did. 
Absolutely. <laughs> really bad. And Dude, that's yeah, why, but Jalen Rieger's also a first-round we pick. I'm not talking about, like, the, the guys that are, like, guaranteed first-round, you know, caliber guys. I'm talking about yeah. the guys in the bubble – who, Six seventh rounders, right? Who look a lot better because Taylor or what's his name? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is passing to him. Yeah, I don't think most college quarterbacks are like. Oh no, I don't think I no not well. Yeah, good, but like worried about fucking their teammates over in that way. Like Tom. it would suck, but can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, like it would suck, but they're just looking out for themselves at that point. I feel like pretty much every college quarterback. I yeah. think it's crazy the uh, the difference between like like when we throw a football around, right? Kyle, I'll, I'll, you'll remember this story. You were there, so we were playing on like a rec field at Temple. It was just the night out. We were just throwing, we were just throwing the football around. Me, Kyle, and our friend Pat Gallagher. We you know we're having a good time. We've been playing football. Like I guess the weather was warming up. It was nice, so we had a nice loose. Our arms were loose. We were gunning it. We had been playing for like most of the week, just throwing it around. So we were getting more accurate, throwing the ball a little bit deeper. Arms are getting loose, and then. All of a sudden, Temple's backup quarterback, Todd Santeo, comes, and he plays – he's, like, training in the end zone. And I swear to God, every every ball he threw was, like, whistling. It was ridiculous. It was, like, 10-yard throws. But the difference between, like, a good, like, player that's not on a college level and, like, a backup quarterback and, and college, it's ridiculous, like, how good those guys are. You see it on TV, and, like, I feel like it's so easy to pick on the athletes, of course, from, from your couch. If you watch these guys in person – it's even like a backup college quarterback. Their skill level is so ridiculously high, man. It is so ridiculously high. That's a little bit of a side note. I just thought of that when you said that. But yeah, you remember that, Kyle? Oh yeah, that kid was throwing seeds. Yeah. It, was such, it was such a humbling moment. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was like, damn, I, th- I thought I was pretty good. It's like you know, if maybe if I really trained at it or something, I could have done something with football. Oh my god! And I see he him coming. Like, first off, perfect spiral every time. He's throwing perfect spirals every time. Absolute darts, absolute darts. But yes, we can't all be college athletes. He transferred, by the way, Todd Santeo. He's going over to uh, I think somewhere in Colorado. But anyway, side note. That's the important thing I wanted to get to. We had a big conversation last week about the, the, the our squirrel cast system right that was the entire episode name we went on like a it ended up being like a 15 or 20 minute minute tangent i we put our poll on twitter got 20 votes right so it's a fairly decent sample size the college campus squirrel blew it out of the water blew it out of the water it got 65 percent of the vote amusement park squirrel got 15 percent of the vote I had to combine suburban and rural because you only get four options on Twitter. So I figured they were the most That's similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got 10% and then city squirrel got 10%. So you guys look kind of stupid right now, Nick and Kyle, because you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that's probably the most biased. Well, first of all, only 20 people well, took the poll. Probably the most biased poll ever because most of them are probably kids in college that we know. Well, I actually shouldn't say that too because Kyle, you had college campus at number one. But you had amusement park at five, and Nick, you and, also had amusement park at five. You had college campus at two, yeah, which is the right answer. I stand by amusement park being. At everyone, the everyone thinks amusement park's number one. It's just their uh, brains not with thinking in the right way. According to our, according to our folk, uh, our focus no group, according to our focus group, uh, amusement park squirrels number two. Well, do we all no, no one's that? no one's peeling the layers off of the problem that? of living huh? in? Do we do we all retweet the the uh, tweet? Well, um, no, no, I don't think so. Three. Let's of us. redo it one more time. We'll all retweet it, <laughs> and we'll get a larger sample size, right? 
and we'll see who I, wins. I guess so. Yeah, because I we might have to do a whole episode on this. We might dedicate a whole episode to the squirrel cast system. There's got to be other cast systems we can think about, like where different varying types of maybe little critters or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, people just don't think right. That's why they. You know what you'll see. You know yeah. what you'll see this weekend, or not this weekend. Are you guys all going on that Fourth of July camping trip thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so I let's count how many squirrels we got up on that camping trip, because it's right right in the mountains, right? I bet you we don't see many. They're all gonna be up in the trees hiding because they're gonna see us. Yeah, perfect life for a squirrel. No, no, they have to work too hard. <laughs> what do you mean they're, no? the work, they're the working man. <laughs> we could get into this all day. Well, we could get into this all day. Maybe we'll record. I don't that. get why you think it's so hard for squirrels <laughs> yeah. to find food. It's not. <laughs> No, but it's more worth it. The world is dying, dude. Haven't you watched that that documentary on uh, fucking Netflix? Every every five seconds, David Attenborough is like, and by the way, everything's dying. I watched (laughs) a sick documentary on Netflix. Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Right? Or is that the original? That's the original. Oh, no, no. There's one. It's like Earth is dying. Our green. It's like our our planet. planet. Our Our planet. planet. Yeah. Every 10 minutes, David Attenborough is reminding you about how we're killing the planet. I just watched this. Acorns aren't affected. They're fine. And the <laughs> squirrels are feasting. Are I watched a sick documentary on Netflix called like Magnetic. It was about like the thrill seekers of the world, bro. It was so gnarly. It was like they're big wave surfers and uh, wind surfers and the, the cliff jumpers. They were at, it was ridiculous. That's a cool, cool documentary. Anyway. Oh, I started to watch ballers. Who is, who's watched ballers in this? Watched a episode. I watched like oh, yeah. two seasons. Yeah, Pat, it's, Pat it, it it's bad after like second or third season. See, I've only three episodes in. Uh, it, was, it was really good from what I watched, but I love the first two seasons. And I think I just gave up after that. That's sad because I I was enjoying it, and now I'm like, I got it. I didn't get it no, spoiled but, or anything. Dude, but just like, enjoy the seasons and then yeah, stop it, watching. Not like you spoiled it or nothing, but like you say, it gets worse, which is kind of sad. People say the same thing about The Office too. They say after Michael Scott leaves that. Yeah, it's not very it good after. Yeah, yeah. But, all right. Um, anything else, boys? Oh, oh, I did have one more topic. Uh, the Mike Tyson thing. There's a new biopic coming out. First off, he po- keeps posting these boxing videos. Absolutely insane. I'm convinced that he would he could beat a lot of guys. I really he might not be a championship level boxer now. I'm convinced. Did you guys see that video I sent? If yeah. not, go look in the group chat right now of him just hitting pads. It's absolutely ridiculous how good he hits the pads still. But Jamie Foxx is starring in him in this new, like, biopic, I guess. is like a documentary. Or Jamie Foxx is portraying Mike, um, Mike Tyson, right? That would be – that's probably – and he's getting huge. Go on Jamie Foxx's Instagram and just look at him. He's getting built like the Incredible Hulk. He, Mike Tyson is probably one of the hardest guys, I think, to do, like, a biopic for. I would not want to train that. That's why I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. It'd be too hard to train to make yourself look like Mike Tyson. Dude, I'm just thinking about that, that Jamie Foxx, like him playing Mike Tyson. That's perfect. I know. I think it's perfect. I think if you give him a gap tooth, fix his hair like Mike Tyson and like get him jacked. I think, he kinda, I think I'm trying to envision it right now. Maybe give him like these contacts and make his eyes a little more beady. Yeah. He'd look like him. He'd probably face tats, the face tats would be great on Jamie Fox. Face well, that's that's later, and that will only be for part of it, right? Right, like yeah, part, of the part of it. You know what's crazy? Mike Tyson was really—he really is crazy, bro. Like, if you this dude used to sleep with the tiger, he would sleep in bed with a or the tiger. That is absolutely insane, bro. 
Could you, like, insane, insane. Anyway, not sure. I was just, I was trying to go on a little tangent there. Like, if you guys, do you think you guys could get in Mike Tyson shape if you were incentivized enough? Uh, yeah, for the, I mean, for that much money, yeah. But uh, how much money would it take you to like get in that kind of shape? That's where I was trying to go with it. I don't know because I feel like that's like a pretty miserable life. I know it is. That's why I asked you how much money it's going to take. And you only got to do it for the film. Like, however, it takes like a year to record a film like that. Yeah. Do it for like actor union money. What's that? I'll do it for like the actor union minimum. I think that's like (laughs) 200,000 for a movie like that if you're going to star in it. So you do get in that shape for that much. Yeah. You probably get like like all your food and stuff paid for, but you got to work out and do all the extra other work. I'll do it for 50 grand. 50 50 that's a lot of work is that on top of like a normal job no no that? no like that, this is your job this is your job oh so you like, got to give up your job. oh yeah would, because dude you'd be filming for a year right you'd be yeah filming. i would oh yeah yes yeah, so you got to make it worth it you got to make it worth it probably like yeah i like 50 70 70 80 Okay, wow. Yeah. You guys are lowballing it because Jamie well, Foxx is probably getting. I thought you guys were going to drop the millies. I'm saying it. if it's a job, like, I'm just trying to figure, like, if I had a job, what would be, like, more than. Yeah, like, that's, what like, I, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, what's like a good number that's, like, more than what I would probably make in a year? I don't think I could get in that shape if I had anything else to do besides get in that shape. No, that's all you have. I don't either. That's why I was. That's that's why why I, like, I can't even the... fathom having another job and then also getting in that shape. Yeah, because yeah. so it's gotta would, be like worth the money to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Are like two or three times my salary. Okay, I think like probably three times your salary. I think that would be it. Yeah, I would need six figures at least, man. I mean, like, yeah, I guess fifty oh, yeah, yeah, k yeah. is low. I'll go to get in that kind of shape. Guys, like Mark Wahlberg and those. Like Mark Wahlberg eats like seven meals a day. He gets up at like three thirty in the morning every. Yeah, day. on this ridiculous. Yeah, you diet. gotta figure like. Is it better to get in that shape or you're probably working like three times and like you're probably working like three times as many hours when you think about it. Like yeah. Mark Wahlberg's schedule is freaking nuts. Do you ever see that video with uh, Rob McElhaney explaining how he did it? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Nah. It's brutal. He's like, you got to get your testosterone tested four times a week. Exactly. Right. And so like, I thought you guys were lowballing it there. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm changing my, my opinion there. Cause I'm using Wahlberg cause he's got that really well-known schedule. Like maybe the rocks you're getting up at three 30 in the morning doing a workout. Then he goes to the golf course and does like 18 holes of golf. Apparently he can do it in like an hour and a half. Well, that's unnecessary. Don't know how. That's, that's completely unnecessary then to play he, the golf. He, then he goes home. He has like take care of the kids stuff. And then he goes and films for 12 hours and he comes home, eats, eats again, I guess, and goes to bed. But he eats like seven meals while doing He it. works out <laughs> and plays 18 holes of golf before his kids even wake up. Yep. <laughs> That's an insane. He's an, yeah, he's an animal. He has to get in some leisure time somewhere, I suppose. It, well, it's, is it even leisure at that point? For him, probably, yeah. <laughs> he's working all the other time. He has to like, somehow fit it in. An extra he's, hour. He's like, sprinting up the golf course with one club. Plays the whole yeah. thing with a six iron. He doesn't even get out of the cart. He's, yeah, he's just, just like out of the cart. rolling around, <laughs> riding a horse. Yeah. He's probably I'm pretty good at golf. He's probably pretty good at golf. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, that pretty much covers all the topics we have this week. I think we have uh, we did a nice little twist. Nice little twist. Well, we're going big camping. We'll update you guys on the camping trip. Actually, we'll have one more episode until the camping trip, right? I think so. Let's check the calendar. We have one more. One more. So. 
I know we got July 4th coming up. Everyone stay safe. You'll hear from us one more time before then. Follow us on Twitter at seller dwellers. And you, we plug, we plug manscape earlier. Of course, use our manscape code, but until then we'll see you guys next time. We are signing off. See you fellows. See you everybody. See you. Peace. See you.